Hi there, welcome to Havala's podcast. I'm Ben Cunnington, hosting all month long. I hope you are well. And this month, we are in the middle of a series called Living with Intention. I hope you've enjoyed it. We are, uh, this is week three, part three of this series. So if you have not heard the previous two parts, uh, I encourage you to go back, listen to those episodes. I believe they are episodes 236 and 237, excuse me. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to get right into today's um, podcast. But first, right before that, I just want to tell you quickly um, this month, uh, as I'm sure you have heard, if you are tracking with the podcast um, or have a lot on social, we have introduced a brand new online school. It's called Havla's Author School, and this is all about equipping you and training you to write your book and get your first draft done in a matter of months. Uh, this is different than our previous course, uh, the How to Write a Book course, in that this is a literal 16-week intensive mentorship where we walk you week by week, um, step by step through the book writing process. There's accountability, there's weekly live trainings, live small group masterminds, um, accountability, community. It's it's a full immersive accelerator uh, program. So if you have had it on your bucket list or your dream list uh, to write that book and you're thinking 2023 needs to be that year, uh, this is for you. This program is for you. We took 87 students through our beta program earlier in 2022, in the beginning of the year, and it was a smashing success. Uh, actually, you're going to hear a, a, a one minute, a little testimony of a couple of our students later on in the podcast. Um, and so if this sounds interesting to you, I encourage you to apply. It's application only, but apl- the application deadline is this Thursday. If you're listening to this live, uh, it is time sensitive. It's this Thursday, November 17th, which is tomorrow uh, at the time of this recording. So uh, go to havelasauthorschool.com to apply today. And we are also doing our final uh, informational Zoom call. That's also happening Thursday, November 17th. Uh, at 5.30 p.m. So get your application in. Make sure you get in. Let's write that book in 2023. And um, I'm excited. It's going to be an incredible class. We've we've had already 1,600 applications come in, and this program is limited to only 200 students. So um, I encourage you, get your application in, get on that Zoom call uh, Thursday the 17th, and let's get you into Havla's Author School. Um, okay, one other thing I want to give you a heads up on. As I'm sure you are probably aware, every January, uh, Havla does a Bible study, an online Bible study, and this coming year is going to be no different. Uh, we are doing a brand new study, and it's going to be, uh, you're going to be hearing about it really soon. So be on the lookout for that every year. Uh, the 1st of January, this this coming year, it's going to be the 1st of January through the 20th. It's a 20-day study. Um, I'm excited about it. It's completely free, but there will be an optional book that you can pick up. It's going to be a brand new book. And it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a great way to start off the year. Uh, 
diving into God's word together in community as we kick off 2023. So be on the lookout for more details for that. All right, that's all we got for you today. We're going to jump into part three of Living with Intention, and I'll see you at the end. How to grow your spiritual life on purpose, because we are body, soul, and spirit, and our soul is our mind, will, and emotions, and those things are really important. They are connected to our spirit and our body. And I really wanna, I wanna pull all that out so that you can really learn these things well and continue to live this vibrant life that Christ has called us to. So I'm continuing with this kind of concept for the month of October, which is living with intention. I'm pulling it from one of these, my new favorite books called How to Have a Good Day by Carolyn Webb. Uh, She studies behavioral science and she teaches kind of that, well, our instincts, the way that we, we kind of perceive life and experience life. And one of the things I want us to really look at is the idea that priorities and assumptions determine our perceptions. Priorities and assumptions determine our perceptions. And we're talking all about assumptions today. Now, the first week, you'll remember, we talked a lot about setting intentions and what it looks like to live intentionally. And last week, we talked a lot about setting our intention, but then also setting our filters, how we filter our life. All very important. And today is all about assumptions. Now, I want you to know, as I'm reading this and I'm learning this and I'm studying this, I'm feeling a lot of like <clears throat> a little more uncomfortable because I think this is something that I'm dealing with right now. I'm dealing with in my everyday life and maybe it was even things I'm learning that I wish I had learned a decade ago. So life would have been a little easier for me. Uh, assumptions are something we all have. And I want to teach you a little bit about that. You know, it's important to check and challenge any negative assumptions we have as we begin our day. Assumptions are the things that we believe are going to happen, what we believe about a person or an activity. And so it's important that if we're going to have a life of intention and live, now a life is a full story, but every life is broken up into small pieces. Sometimes those are years and then they even smaller, they go into days. This is why it's so important that David said in the Bible, to help God help him with his days. And I think it's important that we look at our life, not as a whole or yearly, but we even look at how we set up each day and then we honor God by living that day to its fullest. So we need to, in order to to live with intention, we have to see when I begin my day, what are my negative assumptions about this day? Now, today I'm prepping to leave. I'm going to leave for almost three weeks on the road. I have many different events. My family's flying in to meet me. And today is all about prepping. Now, if I started my day and said, okay, I've got to film videos. And then I got up this morning and I did lunches with my kids and dropped them off. And I did, you know, a project with my son this morning, finished that up. And then I've got to do, I've got to, you know, do meals and I've got to prep for that. I've got a birthday this next week. And if I started my day with, this is going to be hard. I don't want to do this. I don't want to leave. My kids are already sad. My husband's already feeling disconnected. I'm a bad mom. If I have assumptions about that, then guess what? All day long, I'm going to see confirmations to that reality. My son comes down and he's maybe a little cranky for breakfast. And if my assumption is I'm a bad mom and my life isn't working, guess what? I'm going to read that assumption and see it in his face and go, oh, he's mad. This is going to affect his whole life. And I'm a bad mom and I'm a bad parent. 
and I'm going to build a case. But if I'm able to build a case, like, you know what? I'm a good mom. I'm doing the best I know how to do. I got to sit with one of my sons and talk about his day and that one little project thing that he wanted to bring to his friend and print out this piece of paper. I made sure there was time for him to do that. And I begin to build a case towards the positive part of how I'm living my life. Guess what? I'm going to see that. That's just something I'm preaching or teaching. That's actual fact. That's how we perceive life. If you perceive or assume life is a certain way, you're going to add things up all day to build that case. If you, if you don't perceive that or assume that, guess what? Even if there are legitimate facts and legitimate things that are coming your way to confirm a different assumption, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it completely because it's just part of our, it's part of our filter. So I want to talk a little bit about this idea. Uh, it's something called confirmation bias. Now, bias is where we have a bit towards something. We lean towards something. And confirmation is where we live throughout our day looking for things to be confirmed by the bias that we began with. So if I'm assuming that my kids uh, think I'm a bad mom, then every little interaction I have with them is going to confirm my bias. If I assume that my coworker is frustrated with me, then everywhere I walk around, it's going to confirm that that's the truth. So whatever my assumption is, is going to be confirmed and it's called confirmation bias. And we don't, we don't set out to do that. It's automatic. It's in our automatic system. It's a cognitive shortcut to help us save energy. So if we were always perceiving everything, uh, like we said last week, we'd be exhausted because we wouldn't be able to take our whole world in. So we have these little filters and one of those is our confirmation bias that continues to move us forward. So how do we know this is the case? This is interesting. They did a study and this study was all, uh, they took some bananas and they put it on a black and white picture, the bananas. And they brought people in to look at that picture. And when they looked at that picture, they asked the different volunteers to turn the, the background of the picture to the color they perceived the bananas to be. When they took all of those people and those pictures that were all black and white, there was no color, they found that the volunteers had, gen, had generally tinted the background a yellow. Not, um, not, not because they... They even knew, they just had assumed that the banana was yellow and that the background needed to have the same tint. So they had such a strong presumption that the banana would be yellow that their brains decided it actually was. Now that is, that's terrifying. If you really think about that, it's whatever we're perceiving to be the case our brains will confirm it whether we believe it or not, whether, we, whether it's reality or not. So that, that makes me a lot more humble. It makes me a lot more receptive to realize that it's not intention. It's not that I, I'm intentionally being biased, but I, I have a bias and it keeps me humble and it keeps me in reality. How do we, how do we get rid of some of our natural confirmation bias? Well, one of the ways that we can easily check our bias is more self-awareness. So if I know that my, my, myself, well, I guess my bias is bent towards productivity or it's meant towards criticism or it's meant towards, um, you know, being extra sensitive. 
If I know that that's my bias, then when I go into a situation, I'll, I'll be able to say, okay, wait a minute. I am naturally, my feelings get hurt a little bit more than the common person. So I'm a little more emotional. I realize my bias is towards that. So I'm not gonna look for everything to confirm that. I'm gonna realize that a little bit of confirmations is gonna confirm that for me. Or if I'm a perfectionist or I'm, I have high expectations, well then I'm gonna realize that my expectations and my perfectionism is probably going to be looking for things around me to confirm that that's the right way. So being a little bit more self-aware allows me to understand that that's not how everybody else is perceiving their life, that's how I'm perceiving life and how my relationship with someone is as well as the activity in which I'm participating in. Okay, I'm interrupting this podcast real quick because I wanna share a testimony from our author school alumni students. Let's take a quick listen. Hi guys, my name is Brian Burkett. My name is Lauren Vanderlinden. I'm Rachel, and I'd actually signed up for Havila's Crash Course in Writing with the thought that I would help my dad write his book. Every year in my 20s, I actually said, this is going to be the year I write a book. And I never did. I believe that writing was simply, you have the, the material and then you write it down and everything else was just superfluous. And that's actually why I wasn't writing books. After doing this course, what I've experienced isn't just a book writing course. This gets down into your feels. You know, this gets down to your tenders. I've learned that just because God placed a dream in your heart, it doesn't mean you're going to do it. You have to take action. Knowing my why and moving from a place of it being just an idea to I can do this. The team is going to help you. They're going to answer questions for those who struggle with grammar or things like that. They're going to help you. So absolutely, I say go for it. You've got it in you. You can do it. Havilah's Author School is not just how to crank out a book. It's how to transform your life and have a book be the fruit of that. Thank you so much, Havilah's Author School. And if you're on the fence, got to do it. Okay, if that doesn't get you fired up to write your book, I don't know what will. But hey, once again, if you're interested Make sure you get your application in. HavilahsAuthorSchool.com application enrollment closes the 17th of November. So go to HavilahsAuthorSchool.com. Okay, let's get back into the podcast. So here's where you'll know if you have confirmation bias. You ready? It's when you use absolute language. Things like always, never, um, things like completely and totally and definitely, where we use negative words like that's terrible or awful. And we learned this early on in our marriage that we they, they really challenged us not to use words like this in our relationship because when we use things like you always or you never, we are discounting all the times when they didn't and we're we're kind of character assassinating each other by saying this is who you are and this is what your intent was. And so it's the same way when we go in a situation and someone begins to talk to you about someone and we use words like they always or they never or that's terrible or that's unbelievable. Guess what? We have a, we have a confirmation bias towards that person or that situation and that gives us a heads up. Uh-oh, I'm saying always and never. I'm saying absolutely or definitely and that shows me I don't have the clearest perspective of what's happening. So how do we combat bias? Well, we have to ask ourselves some really good questions. I love uh, what Carolyn says here. She says, uh, we need to ask ourselves the question, what negative assumptions do I have about this person or activity? This is gonna take humility, it's gonna take honesty, and it may even take you asking the person closest to you, do I have a bias? 
am I biased towards this person? Do you notice that I am always bent towards a certain way without maybe having always having uh, information that that credits this reality? It's really good to ask ourselves that question. And then we need to take a step back and ask ourselves this. What are you likely to focus on to confirm your assumptions? Oh, I, that's just, I just can think of situations right now I've been in where I am likely when I walk into a room with this particular person or I go to do this particular activity, guess what? I'm looking for things to confirm my negative assumption towards it. Uh, secondly is, how can I challenge my negative assumption? And what would I say? So if it's an activity, I don't want to do this. This is going to be hard. I hate doing this. Whatever it is, how can I challenge it? You know what? It wasn't fun last time, but maybe it'll be more fun this time. Another way that's interesting, we have a son who goes to a, a private tutor. And part of the tutoring uh, she she studied was about the brain and how you how you develop pathways and and it's just fascinating i love to have conversations with her but one thing she recommends is she said when we use our words and we say things about ourselves or about activities if we say it five times whether we feel it or not whether we believe it or not if we say it our brain cannot decipher between feeling or believing it only our brain can only register as what we're saying as fact and eventually it takes it in as fact. She said her and her husband used to hate to do dishes. They hated it, it would sit in their sink all the time and they would say, it's your turn tonight and it's your turn tonight. And she said, I finally began to use this practice where I would say, I like doing dishes. And she would say it five times. I like doing dishes, I like doing dishes, I like doing dishes, I like doing dishes, I like doing dishes. And she said, eventually, as she kept doing that over and over and continued to build that, she said, I didn't necessarily grow into loving to do dishes, but my resistance, my kind of part of me that said, I don't want to do that, began to lessen. And she said, now I do dishes. I don't like it, but I also don't hate it. So we begin to grow. Sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll say, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. Or have I am beautiful. I am beautiful or I am successful. Whatever it is, we begin to say it and we begin to perceive it and receive it as truth. So we can ask ourselves, what's a counter counter evidence? Um, what excuse me, what counter evidence can you look for to keep an open mind? So this is very important. What's something we can look for that would say, yes, my assumption is that they don't like me. My assumption is I don't like to do this, and this is how it always turns out. But what happened today? that was counter evidence, that that counter that contradicted what I was going to do or what I assumed. So that's very, very important. So we ask ourselves really good questions. So here's the filter, and I love this. It's kind of the four different ways. It's A-C-C-C, A-C-C-C. First is what's my assumption? So assumption is the thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. What am I assuming about a person or an activity that I have assumed that I, I've accepted as truth, but I, well, I'm not certain it's going to happen and I really don't have a lot of proof. It's just something I perceived. So once we experience that, then we have to see what our confirmation is. Now, confirmation is the action of confirming something or a state of being confirmed. So if we, we go, oh, I have assumption about this person or about this activity, Okay, what have I assumed and what kind of confirmation has happened around that? If someone's been mean and you go, I'm assuming that they are going to be mean to me, sometimes your perception might be right. 
Sometimes it might not be right. So really looking for that confirmation. Thirdly, is how can I challenge that? How can I look at that and go, okay, I, need, I wanna test my perception or my assumptions about the situation. How can I look at that and go, okay, wait a minute. Um, you know, it's interesting. I can go into my regular day and I can say, I've got an assumption this is going to be hard. When I go in, take my kids to school, I assume it's going to be hard. Okay, wait, let me look at the confirmation. Has it been hard? Is there evidence around that? And then thirdly, what's the challenge? Yeah, it's challenging to get four kids out of the house. It's challenging to get lunches made. It's challenging to get all that. So accepting the challenge, but then lastly, the counter evidence, which is what is the thing that I can see that disproves my assumption or my confirmation bias around this topic? So those are the things I really want you to look at today and really, really uh, perceive. I love this quote, and I'll end with this. Um, Martin is an aviation strategic director, and he agrees with this idea. I tend to over-exaggerate the negatives, saying things like, nothing's working. It feels so good to wallow in your extreme language. I'm getting better, though, at catching myself saying these sorts of things and asking myself, hang on. Is that really true? How about checking that? Okay, I hope you enjoyed that podcast, part three of Living with Intention. Man, so good. This just keeps getting better and better. Don't forget to tune in next week for the fourth and final part of this series. Looking forward to that. And again, if you love this podcast, make sure to share it, post it on social, take a screenshot, tag Havala Cunnington, and uh, let us know that you're listening. Share it with your friends. We love always to hear from you. So if you want to also leave us a review, we always read every review and it helps get this podcast spread to other people. So thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.